I am particularly fascinated and intrigued by the story of Job. How this man who has been described as the greatest man in the East, who balanced prosperity and spirituality very well, yet lost all his wealth in one swoop. And yet, his story does not end there. How he rose from those ashes in Job 42 is very captivating. I invite you to join me in this conversation that I've titled, Rising from the Ashes. Rising from the Ashes. The book of Job opens with an account of a man who is described by God as the greatest man in the East. God had the audacity to even brag about him to Satan. And there was this conversation that happened behind the scenes. And what ensued was loss after loss. Job is a man who had seven sons and three daughters. Job is a man who had 7,000 sheep, and 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. By any standards, he was a very wealthy man. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, we know what caused and led to the loss of his property. There was this conversation between Satan and God, where God asked Satan, where have you come from? And Satan responds, roaming from back and forth on the earth and God asks him have you considered my servant Job and Satan incites God to attack Job God allows Satan uh, to torment Job albeit temporarily but when you read the book of Job from Job chapter 1 all the way to chapter 42 it's a very fascinating account and when you get to chapter 42, is when you get a sneak preview of how Job rose from the ashes. And if Job did rise from the ashes, you too, like the proverbial phoenix, will rise from the ashes. I may not know what you have lost. Maybe your business. Maybe relationships. Maybe a loved one. Maybe your health. Maybe... Whatever it is that you've lost, it is possible to rise from the ashes. You see, Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 are these dramatic records of how he lost what you and I would have called his property. But chapter 42, particularly from verse 7 to the end of it, is a beautiful story of how this man rose again from the ashes. And the question that comes to mind is, how did he rise from the ashes? Three things that I will leave with you. Number one, Job surrendered to God's sovereignty. Job chapter 42, verse 1 and 2 says this, 
Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You see, between Job chapter 2 to Job chapter 37, is a very interesting discourse. Conversations between Job and his friends who came to encourage him when they heard what had happened to their friend Job. And in these conversations, Job was determined to plead his case before his friends and even before the maker. And Job put up a strong argument because you see, his friends were determined to show Job that something must have gone wrong, that he probably had committed some sin. That's why maybe God was punishing him. But Job pleaded his innocence again and again. But in chapter 38, the Bible says from verse 1 that out of a storm, God spoke to Job. And in Job chapter 38, 39, 40, and 41, God is speaking to Job. And God summons Job to a very interesting discussion. And he asks him question after question after question after question. At some point, I sympathize with Job because some of the questions that God was asking him were very piercing questions. Like, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Brace yourself like a man. And God will ask him question after question. And in Job chapter 42, finally, Job responds. And he responds, and his first, um, the first thing that he, he does is that he acknowledges God's sovereignty. He surrenders to God's sovereignty. You see, he had been arguing a case before God, but he gets to a place and says, you know what? I may not fully understand you, God. I may not understand your ways, how you do things. But one thing is for sure. You are sovereign. And he surrenders to the sovereignty of God. To rise from the ashes, you and I must surrender to the sovereignty of God. To the fact that God does all things well. We may not agree with what and how he does it, but we must resign to the fact that God is sovereign. That nothing can happen or come your way unless God has allowed it. But his purposes cannot be thwarted because they are eternal. Because for as long as we attempt to understand God, for as long as we attempt to decipher his ways, we will be frustrated. We will be disappointed. But you and I must get to a place where we surrender to the sovereignty of God and say, you know what? You are God. I am man. You are divine. I am human. That is where the turning point begins and we begin to rise from the ashes. Surrender to the sovereignty of God. That is the surest way to begin to rise from the ashes. I may not know what your ashes speak of. Maybe it is sickness, maybe it is loss, maybe it is disease, maybe it's bereavement. One thing I know, you and I can rise from the ashes. Secondly, set your sails in the direction of God's wind. Set your sails in the direction of God's 
wind, the Spirit of God. It's in Job chapter 42, from verse 3 to 5, this is what it says. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I do not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You say, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Verse 5. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. My ears had heard of you. Now my eyes have seen you. It appears that in the course of this discourse that Job had, with his friends, and in the cause of listening to God's voice, it dawned on Job that all along, what he had was a second-hand experience of God. He had heard a lot about God and the way God operates. But he finally came face to face with God when he heard the voice of God. When he heard God speaking, he realized that all along, he thought he knew God. All along, he thought he understood the ways of God. But it's after God spoke that he came face to face with a first-hand experience. You and I, as we go through our devastating moments, we need to set, reset our sails towards the direction of the Spirit of God. That we may allow the wind of God to blow again into our sails and that we may rise again you see, it takes the Spirit of God blowing into our sails that will cause us to rise again from the ashes. The Spirit of God was at work in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. When everything was dark, when there was no form or substance, and there was darkness on the surface of the deep, but the Spirit of God was hovering. I came to tell you that the Spirit of God never abandons us in our moments of darkness and disappointment. But it is important for you and I to rise from the ashes, to reset the sails of our lives towards the direction of God's Spirit, that it may begin to blow again into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit. Then you will rise again. Job says, My ears had heard about you but now my eyes have seen you. He says, I had, all along I had a second-hand experience, but now I have a first-hand experience of God's goodness. It takes encountering God, a first-hand experience, for us to rise from the ashes. And finally, I'll say to us, seek after God's restoration. Seek after God's restoration. For you to rise from the ashes, whatever those ashes speak of, you must seek after God's restoration. You see, the book of Job closes on a very powerful, powerful note. It says, from verse 10 to verse 14 of Job 42, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. There was a very close correlation between Job's prayer for his friends 
and the act of God's restoration. What is it that God is calling you to do for you to experience his restoration? Some of you need to re return to the place of prayer. Some of you just need to pick up your phone and call somebody. Some of you need to return to a place of devotion. What is it that God is calling you to do? Seek after God's restoration. God spoke to Job and told him, pray for your friends. And after he had prayed for his friends, God restored him in an amazing way. He began in chapter 1 with 7,000 sheep. He closes in chapter 42 with 14,000 sheep. He began in chapter 1 with 3,000 camels. He closes in chapter 42 with 6,000 camels. He began in chapter 1 with 5,000 yoke of oxen. He closes in chapter 42 with 1,000 yoke of oxen. He began in chapter 1 with 500 donkeys. He closes in chapter 2, chapter 42, with 1,000 donkeys. He began in chapter 1 with seven sons and three daughters. He, closes, he closed chapter uh, 42 with seven more sons and three more daughters. And the Bible says, there were no beautiful girls in the land who could be compared to the daughters of Job. And he lived to a prime old age. God blessed him so much and caused him to rise. Rising from the ashes is God's initiative. God is determined to cause you and I to rise from our ashes. Don't you despair. Your life Maybe in chapter 1, but I came to encourage you, there are several more chapters. There's chapter 2, chapter 3, all the way to chapter 42. That which you're going through now is not the end of everything. There's much more that God has in store for you. But will you seek after his restoration? Will you do what God would have you do? Cooperate with God and you'll experience God's amazing restoration. Because the story of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is a story of restoration. God wants to restore you. God wants to restore your family, wants to restore your business, wants to restore your country, wants to restore your marriage, wants to restore your relationships. Because it's in his interest that you rise from the ashes like the proverbial phoenix. The Lord bless you richly and I pray that God will help you rise from the ashes. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this message of hope that it is in your interest to cause every one of us to rise from the ashes. I pray you may help every listener, wherever they may be going through, Lord, to surrender to your sovereignty. I ask and pray that as they surrender to your sovereignty, Lord, they will experience divine help to the honor and the glory of your name. Cause your people to rise again to the place of restoration. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you richly. Please get in touch with us through our social media platforms. I would like to know how you're engaging with this message, rising from the ashes. God bless you richly. Amen.